Welcome to the award-winning show, Holding Down the Fort by U.S. Vet Wealth. We returned for season six to answer the biggest question for a career military families. So when are we going to get out? And everything involved with answering this question. I'm Jen Amos, creator and co-host of Holding Down the Fort and a Gold Star family member and veteran spouse. And I'm Jenny Lynn Stroop, co-host and chief shower-upper here on Holding Down the Fort. Together, we will converse with special guests from and for our military community to share knowledge and resources and relevant stories on how we can best hold down the fort while on active duty, going through transition, and into post-military life. Now, let's get into the show. Don't even know how to begin this because it has been quite some time since we have done this show. I think our last season ended September of 2022. And so it's almost been a year since we've come back on. And so if you're hearing this for the first time, I'm Jen Amos, the creator and co-host of Holding Down the Fort. And as always, and for the last time, actually, for now, maybe, you know, she's always welcome back. We have Jenny Lynn Stroop with us. Jenny Lynn, welcome back. and. Welcome to our last official conversation together. I know. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get very sappy, I have some icebreaker questions. Figured it'd be fun for us to, you know, warm up to this. And, you know, again, it's been a while. Like w- the time of this recording, it's July of 2023. And, you know, so much has happened from September and now. And I feel like even though there's a familiarity between us, I feel like because so much has happened in our lives individually, I almost feel like a different person being here today. And it's just very interesting. So anyway, before we get into that, let me see, I'm gonna pull up a question. So I have like a deck of cards. And it's funny, because this is actually meant to be the kind of like icebreaker questions you ask, like someone in front of you, it's kind of like, what do you think of me? But I'm gonna like, like, are we on a date? Are we like speed dating? Is that what's happening? (laughs) It's kind of like that, I guess. But I'm gonna try to pick ones that are like, like fun. And that seemed kind of relatable. Okay, so here's here's a fun icebreaker question. And this is a hint as to what season seven of Holding Down the Fort is going to look like, by the way. Okay, so here's a question. What does your Instagram say about you? So that, that's a fun question. I'll go first. I don't have anything on my Instagram. <laughs> so it's an easy answer for me. Like at least my personal account. My personal account, I've been off of that, I think for almost two years now. So the only thing that is on there, if people want to look me up, is I do have a link in my bio, like the only the only place you can add like one link. And so if you click on that, then it'll show you what I'm currently up to today. But other than that, like I don't post about my personal life anymore, because I'm I'm too busy living it. You know, I'm too busy in my life that I'm just not posting it anymore. So that's what my Instagram says about me. Jenny Lynn, what is your Instagram? You're not a a threads, uh, (laughs) like first user either, I can assume. Yeah. Yeah, I think my Instagram says about me that I have been in the deployment hole. (laughs) I don't know that I have really similarly used a ton of social media other than LinkedIn. And that's really because of the job I have. Like, really, since, you know, we recorded last, like we recorded about a month into Matthew's almost nine month deployment. And I was working full time, raising mm-hmm. two kids, like And you got a new job. You started a new yeah. job at that oh, time. Yeah, yeah not By just the working way. a job, like learning a new job yeah. and doing the new job and had, you know, kids with school things come up and 
So I think, you know, I think my last post on Instagram may have been the day Matthew came home, you know, because everybody just wanted an update. And outside of that, like, I just, I don't have the bandwidth to do that. Yeah. Which yeah. kind of bums me out. I do like it, but I just, yeah, I'm, same. I'm busy living the life I have and I'm not constantly social media heavy about it. Exactly. There was a time where that was incredibly important for me to share to the whole world and people I'll probably never meet, like what's going on in my personal life. And I'm just honestly, I'm happier living my life than sharing about it, if that makes sense. Like I'm just my local life. And I have told you this in the recent years since I've moved to the East Coast, like it's been a challenge to build community. It's been a challenge to make friends. I mean, something called COVID had part to do with that. And really yeah. the last two years, my life has been so like fruitful and alive, like locally that to take the time, I mean, if I do reflect, if I do want to share stuff, I share it with people I actually do life with. Mm -hmm. And I'm very mm -hmm. happy with that. You know, like I'm very happy to be in this stage of my life where in a way I've outgrown that part of Instagram. I mean, granted, you know, holding on the fort will still be on social media, like, you know, all the business related things, the marketing things, it'll be on social media. But in regards to my personal life, like I just, you know, I'm, I'm happy not sharing it with the world unless you're a part of it. <laughs> so there you go. I'm not trying yeah. to make a statement here. I'm really, I'm really like joyfully sharing this and having this realization thanks to this icebreaker question I didn't know I was going to pull up. And it's good because <laughs> I have a whole deck of cards here. If anyone saw this via video, which you never like, are. Because... I'm a content creator that never posts content. You're welcome. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So there's that. Okay, let me see if I can pull up another question. Ooh, here's, a, here's an interesting one. It says, what would you say is the hardest part of what you do for a living? And I think this is actually a good question for you because this is a new job for you that you've almost worked at for a year. Mm -hmm. And I think, I don't, what do I do for a living? I, I guess I do marketing. So I guess I'll start with that. I think the hardest thing is not posting my own content. <laughs> <laughs> not posting about my personal life on social media. <laughs> that, and I feel like, I think marketing in general is always like a hit or miss. It's it's like a constant like, okay, did we get our messaging right? Is it going to land with people the right way? Yeah. So yeah. I think that's the hardest part is it's a constant trial and error. There's my answer for that. How about you? <laughs> I think if we change it just a little to be like what's hardest about what you do, mm -hmm. I think because my my work like the job I am paid to do is so closely tied to the lifestyle that I lead. Yeah. That is what is both like the most joyous part of what I do and also sometimes the hardest. And I think for me with the shift from military mental health to military spouse workforce development, the hardest shift for me has been to find my own story in the workforce development piece. The mental health mm. stuff was easy. Like it was yeah. a really like <laughs> sort of freshly lived experience like yeah. that we were working through. I was very, you know, proud of the work my family had done and happy for the services we'd received. And to be quite honest, like military spouse workforce development was like, well, I mean, yeah, I'm a military spouse. I have a degree in this and a degree in that. And I used to teach and now I do this. Like, yeah, and that's kind of everybody's story. And so... And one that I never gave a whole lot of thought to. It just mm. was what it was. And so to switch 
you know, and still be very deeply embedded in the military spouse community, but have a totally kind of different mission and vision. Yeah. And to find my own, like, well, what is my workforce story? And and the truth is, it, it really is the that I've done a little bit of everything. Yeah. You know, have different degrees and certifications and, you know, am really happy to be working in the military connected community. But that is not ever the path I saw yeah. myself leading. Um, that is not ever a thing that I gave a ton of thought to really until now. It just was what it was. And so the hard part of what I do is finding my story within it and try to be a good storyteller to bring people into the fold. It was something that came super easily mm-hmm. with me with mental health and something I've really had to like, oh yeah, I guess this applies to me too. And yeah, work work through that. Yeah. I appreciate how you really want to tie like your personal story into your profession. And this is what I knew of you when you did work for a mental health clinic. It's like, you really wanted the people you talked to to know that what the company you worked for offered really worked. And you can say it from firsthand experience. And so to now have this big mental shift and try to be like, okay, well, what's, what, what's my story? What, what can I say Mm -hmm. to people where it's like, this works and this is why we're so passionate about it. This is why I'm personally passionate about it. Mm -hmm. And I really love that you want to have that kind of connection with your job. Like this is not just a job for you. You're really trying to make it like part of your calling. Yeah. Well, and community, like I'm just so community based and to yeah. switch, like it's how do we build community here and build it well? And I'm like, well, I don't, it took me a while to figure out how I even f- fit in much less than go out and build community and rally people behind a completely different mission than what I was used to. Yeah. Well, hopefully if you're with your job for a while, you'll eventually figure it out. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying, you know, I've been yeah. here almost a year. I yeah. think I'm definitely, you know, I work with a great team and I am really happy with the progress we're making in this space and, you know, and everyone's ability to like want to be there and want mm-hmm. to make change. And so, you know, building community with my coworkers first and then being able to build it out there out in the in the world outside of our workspace yeah <laughs> yeah in the community um, <laughs> you know has been really fun it's been fun to like learn how to flex and figure out like what it looks like to tell the story to bring people into the organization yeah i was just having a conversation with one of our company partners about like like the thing is these are people who are like high ranking officers who have retired and for them they're very like mathematical minded. And he was even saying himself like, hey, if you want to talk to military retirees or, you know, the, the certain demographic about, let's say life insurance, like you just have to make it into a math thing. Like when they say like money talks, he says math talks, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But even then I was saying like, okay, well, and even with the math, you still have to tell a story. And and there's a, there's a, mm-hmm, there's a phrase mm-hmm. that goes facts tell and, but stories sell. And mm-hmm. I think that like, you know, what I'm hearing from you, it's like, like, yes, like you're kind of trying to cultivate that story to fully advocate, you know, for what you're offering, for what your, you know, organization is offering. And it takes a lot of crafting. I think it, even though yeah. the company already has the messaging as a representative, like you want to have a story that intertwines with the bigger message mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And I definitely like have, you know, felt that way on our journey of doing holding down the fort was like, 
even mm-hmm. trying to find my own story, like having been removed from the military for 20 years, it's like, how, yeah. like, what is my story that can relate to, you know, our community? Because just like with you, I, I like to feel like I have a personal connection with anything that I'm doing, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's just a, an ongoing journey of mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. really finding our purpose and wherever we're at. And I think it's very admirable because it means that you want to do the work that you do very intentionally and you yeah. want to be proud of what you do and you want your kids to be proud of what you're doing, you know, and, and I just think, um, and I just think it's cool, <laughs> I guess, to say the least. I think it's cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. So I want to do like one more question. Let's see. Okay. Let's see. Just one more, one more, because these questions are fun. And I'm trying to I find I do feel one. like we're speed dating a little bit. <laughs> I feel like somebody's going to ring the bell and we're going to have to well, move on. It's been a while. And look, we've already <laughs> been hinting at like what's been going on in our lives. So I think this is kind of helpful. Okay. So this is funny. All right. What fast food restaurant would you most likely drive through? And what, what would be your order? I mean, immediately Chick-fil-A came to mind. <laughs> that was nice. I mean, I was born and raised here in Virginia. I realize it was started in Georgia, but also it's been here a very long time. Also, I know it's not um, a health food, but it feels healthier than other <laughs> You're justifying it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You know, I'm more of the, um, what do they call the restaurants that are like a Chipotle or a Cava? They're not really like fast food, but they're also oh, not yeah. like restaurants that down there like that middle Subway ground. I'm more of a, yeah. yeah, I'm more of like one of those middle ground folks. Like, give me a good bowl <laughs> with some vegetables and a protein and... I'm your girl. Yeah, I'll have to agree. If I had to pick a fast food restaurant, it would have to be like Chipotle only because that was like first introduced to me in college. And in between classes, all my friends would go there. Like I was like, where are you guys going? What's this Chipotle? And it was like right. It was right on campus when I went to school at San Diego State. And so that was always like our go to lunch. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, you can customize your burrito. Oh, my gosh. They add a bunch in your burrito. Oh, my goodness. Like like all the fillings don't even fit in the burrito. This is amazing. Like this is such a sweet deal, you know? And I used to like, I used to like get like the burrito bowl and I would ask for the tortilla on the side. So then I can make like two burritos, you know? So it almost seemed like I can make like two different meals or two or three different meals, depending on how I was like splitting it up. But yeah, I also did that just because it did, in my mind, I thought I was justifying like, oh, it's fast food, but it's healthy, you know? So anyway, cool, cool. Right. Well, if my with- kids are in the car, though, they're definitely pushing for Wendy's. That is their go to for whatever <laughs> these days. So if I'm actually in my car and going through a drive through, the likelihood of it being at Wendy's is probably <laughs> nine out of 10 because that's what my children want. So, oh, my gosh, that's we're so in funny. that stage of life. Wendy's. That is. Yeah, I haven't heard Wendy's in a while. Back then, I used to get like their I don't know if you call I don't know what you call their hamburger. I'm just going to call it the most basic hamburger. And then I would get like fries. And I don't know why I thought this was cool, but I would put the fries in the burger. So it's oh, like it's because you're from California and you put fries and burritos. It's like true. nobody else on the <laughs> that, planet. That is probably why. That is probably why. Actually, that was funny because like one of the icebreaker questions I asked at my gym some time ago was like, oh, what's your favorite burrito? And I was like, well, I have to say California burrito because I'm from California. I don't really like it, but you know, I just have to represent like where I was from. And I just don't understand it. We were there for <laughs> yeah. five years and I still just don't understand it. I yeah. just can't. Yeah. I don't know. I know. And then some of my friends are like, is that, the, is that the one with like French fries inside? I was like, yep, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, well, yeah. Well, thank you for entertaining 
me for a little bit with those icebreaker questions. I thought it was just a great way to warm up for a very, I'm going to say bittersweet recording. And yeah, bittersweet because uh, I feel like I personally enjoyed co-hosting with you throughout all these years. I feel like I've learned so much in hearing your story and I've learned so much about myself in you know, the kinds of conversations that came out of you and I like interviewing together. And we, you know, we've reached a point where your direction in life is different than mine. And although, you know, we're still going to be friends. I mean, actually not although like, like the beauty is that I feel like it's a, it's like a, a very amicable, like breakup in a weird way. Like it's a very positive, like we're obviously still laughing. And if I happen to yeah. go to Disney World again, I'll probably let you be my roommate again. Who knows? Like, yeah. For all of those out there, I am a great travel partner. We proved Jen- how laughed on Jenny Lynn is. She is great, especially when it comes to Disney World, BT dubs. So I'm just really grateful to have scheduled time, you know, with you to have like this formal wrap up. And I and I, I'm saying to yeah. people that like the door is always open for you if ever you just want to like come in and you know, if you ever just want to come back and like be a part of the conversation, but no pressure either. We can definitely just stay friends. And so, so yeah, I, I just wanted to open up with that. And I'm, I'm curious, Jenny Lynn, if you have any, I guess, initial thoughts to share. <sighs> yeah. I mean, it is bittersweet. I, this uh, being a co-host on this podcast is something that brought a lot of value to my life. It brought a lot of great conversation. It introduced me to people that, you know, I don't know that I would have otherwise met. And I am really, really grateful for that. And I mean, it's great that it brought you and I together. And then now we live in like the same town and we can go to Chipotle and have burritos (laughs) with or without. Well, they don't do fries, but we can have burritos. And, you know, I mean, there's, there's just so much good that has come out of the, you know, several seasons that I've been able to do this with you. Also, you know, at this point in time, like, as we've (laughs) discussed, I have two kids in middle school, my (laughs) husband just got back from deployment. And I'm not even a full year into my job. And it this, this Mm -hmm. is just something that unfortunately, like my social media accounts has fallen (laughs) off, has fallen off the plate of things that I am able to, you know, to do right now. So yeah, for sure. And it's it's really just recognizing where we're at in our journey. And I don't think the show would have made it to six seasons and now our seventh one in fall. I don't think it would have made this far if it wasn't having you because I could have easily been like, oh, I'm just going to go on hiatus for two or three years until whatever happens, you know, but it was just so fun to do this with you and to, you know, interview a lot of people in your community and for us to meet people together. And again, it's like I learned so much along the way and I continue to do so. And I'm just so grateful that you were a big portion of holding down the fort. Like you were part of like, what was it? The last four seasons, I think. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's been pretty it's been amazing. Pretty- so I just want to thank you for having been a part of it and for being the amazing professional shower upper, you know, that you were and uh, being so unapologetic about like sharing your story and always just giving us like a very clear snapshot of wherever you were at in whatever season you were in whenever we were recording and you know just keeping it real for us like that I think I really enjoyed that it made it easy for me to show up as openly and authentically as well because it's like okay cool like we're I mean you know, other than Jenny Lynn, like always loving to wear makeup, like I feel like it's easy going with her. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, and I know you do that for you. I know that, you know, but it's more like, it's like, other than that, it just feels easy. Like I was like, okay, it's easy going. It's casual. Yeah. Like, 
you know, we're really just being real and raw about what this military life is like and allowing people to be so candid also and, and why they do what, mm-hmm. they, what they do, whether it's, you know, running their own business, working for a nonprofit, you know, whatever, whatever stage of life they were in, in their military journey or post-military journey, it was just really, really fun to, to venture that with you. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So I think, um, what would you say are some highlights, like some things that you enjoyed the most about your time here? <laughs> I mean, is it is it trite to say community since we said that at least 57 <laughs> times an episode? Um, we have to drop mean, that really word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, that's it for me. I so deeply love the military community that that has been the great the like the greatest joy to come out of this is just to meet so many people you know and as we've talked about on the show over the years like we use military community to encompass all of us everywhere which is great mm-hmm. also i just learned so much because my quote unquote military experience is actually navy mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know, and it was so wonderful for me to learn from other people from other branches because they don't all look the same. They don't right. function the same. They don't have the same mission. Like, yes, it's national security, but all of that looks different in the day to day. And it was so, I mean, truly fun mm-hmm. to learn about the differences because I come at things with such a, you know, when when I say military, I'm actually saying Navy. Like, (laughs) you know, as as someone from the army is saying military, but means army, like it just so the way that this opened up, you know, my military community to truly be a military community, I think is the one of the best things. Disney World, of course, is a very close (laughs) second, Um, (laughs) a very close second. Love it. Yeah, no, I. I, I appreciate that. And I feel like I said military only because like I was raised as a, as a Navy kid, but then my husband was army. So, you know, kind of in the middle when it comes to the football yeah. games, I'm like, yeah. I, I have no comment. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little complicated here. And everybody wins. <laughs> everybody wins. Yeah, exactly. There you go. I love it. And so, yeah, I, I agree with you just being able to expand my own horizon. And that's really why I started the show to begin with was, was I wanted to get a pulse of the community today. And Little did I realize how much more I was going to get just out of mm-hmm. interviewing mm-hmm. everyone. Like, I feel like we interviewed like, like, I'm not every, but a good amount of our community to give us a wide perspective of yeah. what this is really about. So it's been really awesome doing that. And I want to say one of the highlights, I got to say, like, one of the highlights I have in co-hosting with you is learning the word also. Like, I kid you not, I use the word also a lot with my best friend to the point that he uses it all the time now. And sometimes he's kind of like catching himself. He'll say, but also, and he's like, well, wait, no, also. <laughs> so like, just, you know, and I know that's like a mental health tip here where it's like allowing, 100%. you know, allowing <laughs> the good and the bad and the ugly and whatever to coexist. It's not this or that, it's this and that. And mm-hmm. I just really, you know, you often talked about on the show, like about straddling the gap between the civilian and the military world. And I feel like that that is a yes and kind of situation. And, and, And to hear you and your language, like being able to allow certain things to coexist all at once really stuck with me. Like I, it, cause like, I remember my best friend was like, Oh, it's really cool how you like use those words. I was like, those words aren't mine. I think I just listen to Jenny Lynn all the time. And <laughs> now I say, and also, and you know, just, just like positive ways to like 
again, allow, allow a lot of things to coexist at once without having to like minimize one, one thing, you know? And so I just wanted yeah. to thank you for that. Well, thanks. That is a hundred percent. All of the hours I spent on a therapist couch. Uh. There you go, y'all. There you go. Free advice right there. Yeah. Thanks to Jenny Lynn. Yeah. So I, I mean, we don't have to talk for the full hour, obviously. I, I think it's just a, a great, I'm just really grateful to have this moment to like to capture and to appreciate. And, you know, I'm I'm just excited to continue supporting you as a friend in, you know, whatever you end up doing or whatever you get into. And I know that we'll stay in touch and considering how we live in the same area, as you have mentioned. And, you know, right now we just hired some professional organizers again to like help us like do another round of decluttering in our home. And the other day I was sitting there and I was like, okay, I feel like this can be ready for like inviting people over. So I'm hoping by fall that I will feel comfortable just like letting people like come and go at the house or like have bonfires and stuff. So, um, so yeah, so just, you know, that that's just know that's probably in the horizon upcoming bonfire invitations, if that's something you would enjoy doing. And yeah, I guess that's it. Just wanted to say thank you, Jenny Lynn. Thank you for being on the show. And is there anything is there anything you want to make sure that you let our listeners know before we officially, you know, wrap this up? This is your moment. <laughs> it's but, your flow. Well, I don't guess find me on social media is the right <laughs> end here since we discussed our <laughs> severe lack of participation. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, unless you want to see homecoming photos from, you know, five months ago. <laughs> I am. I'm deeply grateful for the community that you and I made here and and to be a part of four seasons of holding down the fort. And, you know, I think your new venture that you'll be introducing later is is really going to be great for you and Scott and and your partners. And yeah, I mean, this is an 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 amicable, like truly an amicable, like breakup, except not because we still get lunch <laughs> together. It tastes like once a month. So there's yeah. that. You exactly. know, I mean, yeah, people can find me on the internet. I'm quite often on LinkedIn. <laughs> if you have any desire to follow a post once a month when I put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. And I mean, yeah, well, we'll be around. Matthew still has at least four years in the Navy. So we are still very much a part of the community <laughs> and will continue to be, you know, leaving the show does not mean leaving the community. Yeah. I guess that's really it. Like, yeah, leaving that's a good the way show to put does it. not mean leaving the community. I'm around. You can find me. Google works. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Jen has my contact info if you yes. really need me. <laughs> you know, and just thank you for your listenership. Thank you for your kind words. Like, to those listeners that I've run into in, you know, at different events that have been like, oh my God, you get, you're holding down the fort. Like <laughs> it has been so fun. Um, and so like out of body experience to know that like real people <laughs> listen to it other than my husband. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. You know, right, thanks, just, Matthew. Just, <laughs> right. I know. Yeah. You know, I just I am deeply grateful for the time that we've spent together. Yeah. Building community and, you know, hope that in my leaving like that community remains yes absolutely absolutely yes i am i'm incredibly excited to share what's to come for holding down the forts soon there's so much like exciting preparation but you know before i get to that i wanted to make sure that we had this formal conclusion in which i'm grateful for i i like i'm not attached to this anymore like i feel like i've really 
I've really healed from this. But for the longest time, like as I was finding my voice in the military community, I would often describe that I had abandonment issues, you know, like having lost my dad when I was Mm -hmm. 10 years old and and not knowing what exactly happened to him. And so I I identified with that for the longest time. And part of why I say that is because one thing I learned in therapy is that I never knew how to have like healthy conclusions to anything, like either things just Mm -hmm. get cut Mm -hmm. off or I, Mm -hmm. you know, people Mm -hmm. block me, I block them, I disappear. And and again, like, you know, fast forward to today, like I definitely don't identify with that anymore. And I think that having this conversation is really an example of even my own personal growth to say like, hey, you know, you don't have to like, you know, stretch out a relationship just just for the sake of it. And then it starts to get really unhealthy and ugly. And, you know, I shouldn't hold on to something just because I don't want to lose it, for example, you know, like, like, it's it's just great to be like, yeah, you know what, here we are here. And this is what that's you're going there, I'm going here. And you know, I'll see you when I see you, you know, I'll see, I'll see you at yeah. taste next month. I don't know, you know, like, and to just have that. So I, I guess I just also want to, you know, like just recognize my own personal growth in the years of doing this. And yeah. thank you for being a part of it. And thank you for having this conversation with me because it's nice to have like a very, like almost, it almost feels like, cause you know, I feel like endings, like when you think of like TV shows, for example, they always have to be like really dramatic. And I just love how in a weird way, this is like a boring goodbye. You know, it's like, it's just, yeah, it's no easy. No plane crash, no car crash, <laughs> no like trauma and drama. Like, exactly. So thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for just making it easy and, and mellow and, you know, reassured that we're friends and that, mm-hmm. like you said, I love what you said, like, just because you're leaving the show, it doesn't mean you're leaving the community. So it's, it's all good. Like I'm really in a place of, of gratitude and joy and happiness. And, and so, yeah, so thank you. And, and I hope that our listeners who catch this, try to find Jenny Lynn online and say, thank her also thank her for having been co-host with us for the last, you know, four seasons, I believe. And with that, like we have a lot of exciting things to come for holding down the forts for season seven, which is going to be coming out in fall 2023. So I'm guessing this is probably like two months from now at the time of this recording. So you're all in for an exciting treat. And I'm just excited for the next phase of the show. And again, thank you, Jenny Lynn, for helping us bring the show to where it is to this moment where I want to reassure you that the show will be taken care of and that it is still my goal and excitement to continue the community that you have helped build. So yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, with that said, thank you all so much for listening. Remember, if you want to stay in touch or get the latest updates, uh, check out the show notes of this episode. We'll likely have a uh, newsletter signed up so you can get all the details on what's to come. Um, or we will we will be reinvigorating our social media, even though I'm not on it. So just stay tuned for that. And that's it for now. Thank Jen's you. linking her Instagram in the show notes for everyone who wants to check out her post from five years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Hope you all are enjoying your summer and we will talk to you in fall 2023. Tune in then. Hey, thanks again for joining us at Holding Down the Fort by U.S. Vet Wealth. Once again, I am your co-host, Jen Amos. And I'm Jenny Lynn Stroop. Thank you so much for listening to our show. If you've gotten a lot out of our conversation today, be sure to leave us a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. 
or you can leave us a kind LinkedIn recommendation on our LinkedIn profiles. Learn more about Holding Down the Fort by visiting holdingdownthefortpodcast.com. And there you'll also be able to find us on social media and how to contact us directly. Thank you all so much for joining us. Until next time. Thank you.